Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Tom and I'm here as always with Kelly. What's up? Howdy everyone. How are y'all doing? Hey, and today our show is going to be a little bit different as we're not going to be talking about a specific firearm or be following our usual routine, but instead we're going to be talking about collecting Milserv firearms and more specifically we'll get into the different kinds of collectors out there, discuss the notorious pattern collector versus the get every gun ever made guys. And, you know, some stuff in between. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different types of collectors or kinds of collectors out there, man. There's a whole list of what we can run through. If you're looking to kind of build your, build out your collection and figure out what you like, then there we can, we'll can we run through the list and kind of discuss what each one is like. And where we, where we stand in that list. And, you know, also we're going to get into some categories and groups that Kelly and I have completed and are still trying to complete for our collection. You know, we may not be pattern collectors per se, but we have our little groups we work on. Yep, everyone kind of figure, figures out their own little category that they fit into, or they just pick one that they like and just go for it. And, you know, I didn't know this before researching, but there's a lot of folks out there that are pretty hardcore about even just the collecting category. Like, they think you have to have every single firearm in that range. And that makes sense if you're collecting one model only. You know, you get every one that they ever made. But if you were collecting, say, German firearms of World War One and World War Two, it might be okay for you to grab just one K98K and say, yeah, you have that. Yeah. But some of, the, you know, some of these guys are a little more hardcore. No? Oh yeah, there's some people that are really all about it. And I mean, it's you don't have to make your collection fit to somebody else's kind of rules. You make up your own rules. You make it what you want. It, I mean, this whole thing is for fun, so do what you enjoy. But if you want to if you want to collect something, collect something. If not, don't. But yeah, there's some people that get real, real nuts about it. And with the K98Ks, some say, if you want to say you have all of them, you need every one with the, the years where the parts change from stamped, from mill to stamped, and you need the ones where the code changed from, you know, like, 1938, the S42 changed to 42, so you need two 1938 K98Ks. Yeah, people get people get real into it. And then for some of these rifles, there's a ton of tiny little variations here and there that just add on to the pile. Yeah, so you need like 16 different <laughs> variations, models, you know? No, thanks. Yeah. So uh, I'm somewhere like, uh, you know, in the middle. Like, I, I do think, you know, if you're saying you're collecting the whole group, you should have the majority, the major variants of the group, but I leave out some of the experimental and things like that. Yeah, I try to keep it realistic. And I mean, some of this, it gets just completely unaffordable for something like the super rare stuff. And some people think it doesn't count if it's not matching. Now, I, we've talked about this before, but where are you on your caring on the matching and not, and if it counts as having one of your groups or patterns if it's not matching i'm not a big purist when it comes to that i would rather have an example of something that i can hold my hands and shoot and take apart and learn about versus having one that's all matching so if it's mismatched i'd rather have an example than not have one i mean eventually if i find a nice matching one i'll replace my mismatched one but i'm not a big stickler about it does it depend on the rifle at all like uh you're just lucky to have one or for every rifle, if it's not matching at the time you get it, it's not matching. Uh, for some, I pref I would prefer them to be matching. So for example, Swiss rifles are almost always matching. It's kind of weird if they're not, 
and those are easy to find matching, so yep. I might as well get one that's matching because it's not a significant price difference whatsoever. All right, so you'll you'll take some non-matching. So before in that group before the German firearms of World War One and Two, how many K98s would you say satisfies the need in that group? Oh, K98 collectors are something else. For I mean, to have all of it of World War One and World War Two, obviously got to have a Gewehr 98. Uh, Car 98 AZ, Q98. And I'm saying firearms, so we're going pistols, maybe even oh, for... MP40s. Ooh. It's It could be anything. Ooh, man, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. So do you have room to get, you know, 15 different K98Ks? Yeah, and I guess then it depends. Do you want anything that was, like, officially accepted by the Germans or just the ones that were, like, main, main issue guns, like just P38 and uh, Luger, or do you want, like, the CZ27s and the... Famaru 37Ms and high powers and things like that. I mean, that's a rabbit hole. And uh, late, we I've seen some collections lately, actually, that they've gotten the, everything from World War II. It wasn't World War One and Two, just two. But everything we've talked about, AA guns included, and it adds up. And that's an insane collection. You have to be real dedicated. Yeah, for that's that. a lot of money. You got to be pretty rich to afford that. I think I saw a picture of that, and that that was some like. I forgot I forgot who he was, but it's some big wig in some company who had just boatloads of cash to throw at the collection. And in the Millsurp universe, we've seen collectors like that. And lately, we've seen a lot of co- pattern collectors for some reason. You know, not just our pal Cody with his Vetterlees, Aaron with his M95s. Um, you know, Conrad from our first episode of the podcast, he showed us some more photos. It, there's a lot of guys that are out there just getting one model of rifle and getting every one they can get their hands on it's great yeah that's that's just kind of what clicks for some people is they want to have every single possible variation of like one one gun so like for conrad and his type 99 shout out to conrad and his website he's got gee like what 80 90 type 99s which is just one one type of rifle but there's that many variations and differences and different makers different years different series different different little tidbits here and there. And that's just what some people really like. And those are kind of the people that become the experts on these things that everyone kind of turns to because they, they know just right. they write the books. one gun. They know, they know it inside and out. They know everything that happened. They know all the history and design and manufacturing and everything. Yeah, and I love these guys, but they're a little nuts. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, they really are dedicated and uh, they love their, their guns, but it's true. They're the guys that are writing the books and, going to be writing the web articles and making the videos yeah i appreciate their their, all the work they put into and all their dedication but just just not quite what i'm interested in i mean for me variety is a spice of life so i'm definitely kind of the on the other page of the book for collectors is that i kind of want one of everything but and then two of nothing (laughs) so the pattern collectors we've seen that were like the type 99s what what are the do you think are the most popular pattern collecting patterns i guess for lack of a better word uh the ones i see most frequently it seems like are definitely k98s are up there there seems to be a lot of people that are really into them and all collecting getting all the different years and makers and little variations here here and there of those and, those are fun. and those, yeah those have a lot of a lot of little information tidbits that you can discover and research and they're well they're well-made guns i think they're overpriced in my opinion but but people seem to like them, and then they are definitely marked up 
you know, 20 something percent on every other Mauser of similar everything. Yeah, like, but an all matching Type 99 with every single thing is like a thousand bucks, where an all matching K98 with every single thing is what two grand, three grand these days. And you've seen those Russian captures lately, they're treated just the same as <laughs> regular K98. Yeah, they're, they're way up there. So the pattern collector, imagine. That must be an epic collection, though, when you do have all the manufacturers and all, like I said before, some guys want S4242 in the same year. They have both of those. They have every part when the H-band changed to a stamp band. It's got to be an impressive collection. I We know that guy, Hal, has a number. Yeah, he's a, I don't know if he has he's all a of them. G98 guy, and he has a, I don't know how many he has, but at least like 20, 30, and he's got a lot of different cool ones. So the uh, Mosins. I've seen a lot of Mosin guys. Yeah, Mosin, I'd say, is probably the, the one I see the second most often. I guess just because they were cheap for so long, so it was kind of an easy one to do. And there is quite a bit of variation in them as well. So let me ask you. So let's say you know the Mosin guy. He's got 150 Mosins, okay? That's all he has, though. He doesn't like any other guns that much. He has one or two other little things. You know, everyone always has, like, a Grand or something. Now, if you're looking for advice on whether the Mosin's a good hunting rifle, or you want to know about the recoil or how heavy it is. He's almost not the guy you want to ask, isn't he? Because he's a little biased, first of all. But don't you want someone more like Danny from Millsup World? You know, shout out Millsup World. Who's, who's experienced so many more variations of rifles and shot so many more? Yeah, like the Super In-Depth guys, they've kind of gone beyond just like the, the how it shoots and how it handles and like the recoil and how it performed and everything. Like they're They're kind of, they're thinking... And 40, we're, we're operating in 2D or something like that. I won't hesitate to ask them if this is the right extractor for this year of, you know, firearms. Oh, yeah. They know that. Absolutely. But if I'm asking, is this, how's the recoil, how does the the weight, you know, how's the action compare to other firearms? Those guys might not be the guys for that, I guess. Nope. Yeah, definitely be the other end of the spectrum, the guys like me and you that have a bunch of different guns that we can compare and contrast and see how this one feels versus that one. Is this one heavier? Is this one lighter? How does recoil feel? But for the record, though, I want to clear up. I'm not implying like Conrad, who has a hundred Arasakas or so, uh, doesn't know about other guns because I know for a fact he's a big Mosin guy and he has a bunch of other firearms. But I'm just referring to the fact that someone like Danny would have such a broader focus and wider experience that i would probably ask both these guys you know that both types of collectors oh yeah for information if i'm looking to buy yep different different information from different sources and just different experiences it's collecting is kind of whatever you make it and some people's experience are totally different from others all right why do these guys get a like a bad reputation a bit there's kind of a, a frown about pattern collectors i guess I i've seen some people that are just kind of kind of salty that are just like man why do you have 20 of those guns i can't even find one and <laughs> they're just having their own hard time and they just want one of those and or at least maybe that's just how i feel maybe <laughs> and then i don't know i i i've seen it's always a, a little animosity when they, they talk about these guys and then i can also see the other side of it of somebody posting the one gun they got and they're happy with it and then the big old pattern collector comes through and with the well, actually, this is what you have, this is what's wrong with it, and just hitting them with the details, which, I mean, it's not their fault. They're the one that bought the gun and didn't do the research, but... 
true. That is right. The, the, the pattern collector is the guy telling you you screwed up online. Yep. But that's what you want. That's why you're asking. So. Yep. If you don't want to hear feedback, don't post it. So you sound like me in that you're you're not looking for one model. You're looking for just lots of different, sometimes random. I've seen what you've picked up at times. Um, but there are some categories that a lot of people seem to follow, like, you know, USA firearms, of course, German firearms. Besides the most obvious, like those two, uh, we were looking up stuff. What were the ones we've made a list of different non-pattern collecting type collections? I don't know what to call these things. Yeah, I guess categories or something like that. I guess. Uh... Wait, did you say categories? Categories. Oh, that's a good one. I said categories, but <laughs> oh. I like categories. I thought you said, like, <laughs> wow, that fit perfectly. Nice. Let's see. I guess the most common one you see is like a certain wars or like eras. So obviously there's a ton of people interested in World War II history. So they want, oh, I just want one of each of the main rifles of World War II from, from each country. And that, that's something that I actually did and have. So that's, that's one box I can check for the most part. And now what countries do you count? Because this is an, there's always a debate going on in the Millsop world. Uh, USA, UK, France, Russia, Germany, Japan, uh, Italy, Italy, and do you and... go Austria, Hungary? That's the debate. Um, they get left off, and I put them in. Well, I... I guess Austria, Hungary didn't technically exist. I do have an Austrian gun from World War II, so I guess I would count it. They're not a major, major player because they kind of get taken over. No, but those I mean... M95s and M95, you know, thirty whatever variants are all available. Yeah, those are worth having. I'd say they they belong. And the big one that a lot of people forget that I actually don't have an example of, so I can't say I'm complete, is the Chinese. So a lot of people forget the Chinese had a big role in World War II. And yep. they, were on, they were on our side. They were on the Allied side. And, man, they went through hell with the Japanese. And a lot of their rifles show it. That's probably you don't see too many because a lot of them are beat to hell and back. And they use so many variants. Yep. You know, all the FN ones yeah, they got and the Oberndorf ones. And... Q88s. They got... Gewehr 98s, they got FN24s, FN1930s, they got their own homemade stuff, all kinds of all kinds of guns. I have one of those with the, you know, the Chinese script on the receiver and, you know, beat to shit. So it's been through it, but it's got a, a nice carved, you know, cartouche, uh, Chinese symbol cartouche in it. They, they definitely like to mark up those guns, so they're definitely fun to collect. Yeah, they're really cool and a ton of history. You just don't... They just fly under the radar, and you don't see them a whole lot, or people just don't know what they are. But that is that is the one I'm missing to check the box of all the major powers of World War II. And then you can get into all the minor powers and associated countries and ones that lasted a week and a half and things like that. I have a friend who's most of the way there. He has all the minor powers as well. And then World War One guns, uh, countries, are, and those are probably next, right? Oh, yeah, that's... That's where I fit in. That is what I try and collect. So World War One for sure. I try and get the... I want a handgun and rifle of each major and minor power of World War One. That's my collection goal. And I'm working my way there. I've gotten most of them, but still got quite a few to go. I'm missing a German pistol. I know, I know. They're just expensive. Well, they're not going to get cheaper, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> And then the next things on my list are an Italian handgun and a Greek rifle. But other than that, I got British, I got American, I got French, I got Austro-Hungarian, got Russian, so on and so forth. So any groups that you completed 
you could say like you know it's a satisfaction that you completed 100 percent, like that you were shooting for like you're working on your world war one but was there any maybe a small one like just checkmate mid-war um i would say each of the major actions which i guess that's kind of another category is like the different actions so i have I have a Lee Enfield, I have a Mauser, I have a Carcano, I have a LaBelle, a Bertier, so on and so forth. So that's like another collecting category that you can definitely get into some weird stuff. I guess the only major thing I'm missing is like a Manlicker Schoenauer. See, I'm a a Mauser guy. More than half of my collection are Mausers of some kind. So I eventually want every variant from the 1871 through the 50s. You know, there were some later ones, which I do have. So... I'm getting there. I'm working my way up. I have an 1871, a 184, you know, uh, 98. So I, I have a lot of different things in there, but I don't have that car 98A. I don't have that Banner Mauser. How could I be a Mauser guy without a Banner Mauser? I don't know. Come on, are you even trying? Yeah, so uh, I'm embarrassed saying that, but I was outbid on a bunch lately, so <laughs> I'll get one soon. Yeah, and you mentioned 50, so I guess kind of alongside with the different wars or conflicts, you can. there's a lot of people that collect like certain eras. Like, I have a, a friend who collects uh, pre-1900 smokeless powder guns. So, I think anything like 1880s or 1890s, so like a 1886 LaBelle or an 1891 Argentine, things like that. Yeah, that's cool. I I started getting into the old black powder rifles, and one of the, the groups I'm trying to complete is all the Allen trapdoor conversion rifles. And, you know, some of those can get up there, especially the 65 and 66 one, but... I have three working on my fourth, so that's pretty cool. In fact, if I ignore the cadet rifles, I can maybe do it in my lifetime. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you have quite a quite a good selection there. I think I don't know if I have. Let's see, the most I have of any one type of rifle is I have two SMLEs, and they're the same same gun except the manufacturer. One's a BSA and one's a Ishapur, both World War One. So that's the closest I come to being a pattern collector right there. You know, I just thought about it. Your drill DP rifles that you just got, you bought three. So technically, that was your most. I guess th- those are, yeah, those are legally firearms, even though they've been deactivated. <laughs> right. So that's funny, too. We're talking about guys with, you know, Cody and Aaron, and those guys have almost teen in the teens and conrad before he has a hundred i have three as my most you have two (laughs) we are totally on the opposite spectrum of those guys yeah and i guess i mean pattern collector and people always joke around like oh if if you got more than more than one you're a pattern collector where i guess it just really depends on on what it is or what you're doing but i mean really really any, any number can be a pattern collector it can be one you just really like the pattern and you're interested in it or two you just want to compare them or three four five seventy eighty yeah there was some guys online saying you needed five minimum for a collecting pattern i don't know what that means but more than one guy had that thing in their head yeah i guess it's just a something made up in the collect collector world nope here's the cutoff and it's like nah it's whatever you want now recently i just got the satisfaction of completing a uh group i was going for which was the type 99 transitions Oh, nice. So I had my transition rifle, and I picked up an early one, and I was just waiting for a nice last ditch with a wooden butt plate. And I learned from our own podcast. I talked to Conrad. I was sending him photos, found a good one, 
I got it. So that now I have an early, a transition, and a last ditch. And now that's the most of any one model I have. Just like Conrad. He has a hundred and I have three. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. And those and those are all like have pretty obvious differences. So I would like something like that eventually. Right. I made a video once there was at least ten different differences in the parts and production from it. It's amazing. Yeah. I guess those are the three main eras or transitions that people kind of categorize them into. There's that word again. <laughs> Pattern Um Yeah, I know a few people that collect by caliber, which sounds kind of weird, but I've heard them say like, oh yeah, I need one more 7.65 Mauser and one more, you know, 7 millimeter South American Mauser. Yeah, there's there's some out there where there's the choices are kind of limited or there's some where there's almost unlimited choices like for 8 millimeter. Man, you can start in pre-World War One and go all the way into the 70s almost. So is there any pattern or group that you uh, like daydream about? Like I think about, imagine having all the M1 carbine manufacturers is like 10, you know, you can get them all and that'd be cool, all wartime. But it's probably not yeah, going to happen. Is there anything <laughs> that you think of that probably not going to happen? One I kind of want to do is, uh, I guess another area you can collect is uh, by by designer. So like I want to get one of each example of like Browning's designs. So like a Auto Five shotgun and an 1897 shotgun and 1903 and 1911, so on and so forth. Have you gone out of military much in like uh, old rifles? No, I haven't. You know anything commercial? That much. I got I got like a I got a couple of cowboy guns, but that's about it. I have a uh, 22 Remington rolling block. That's oh, that's cool. So it's tiny and. Uh, I have a Winchester 94, but that's from the six uh, fifties. So. But yeah, I don't get too many commercial anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I got some modern stuff as well, but nothing I would consider collectible. And a lot of what I I get into, if it's not a particular group or anything, is what I'm either researching or I watch a new Millsup World or see an Arsenal video or something, and then <laughs> I get into it. So I find it so weird that these pattern guys can't. Like, well, not can't. They just don't get that urge when they see yeah. something's cool. Then they go, wait, just it's cheap. Hyper-focused. They are. Yeah, I'm definitely a collector of opportunity. Like, I had no plans on buying the, the gun I most recently bought, but it was just too good of a price to pass up. <laughs> you know, we talked about the extremes, the pattern guy with 100 and the guy who has one of everything, but the guys in the middle... Uh, I always envy the guys that are the Carcano and the Mosin guys just because of the prices these days. It's <laughs> it's kind of hard to be these, you know, the guys that even get just one of everything. That means you have to get these expensive. Every sniper variant is overpriced. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, some of them can be relatively affordable. Like, shoot Carcanos, you're probably not going to pay more than 500 for any of them, just about. Or, like, Mosin still are somewhat reasonably priced, even though they're getting up there and... I mean, Conrad and his Type 99s, I mean, those are those have been underappreciated for years, so he's gotten a ton of good deals on them. And then what else do you see often for, like, pattern patterns? Like, I guess infield guys, there's quite a good amount of infield following. And those aren't crazy pricey, except for some, like, the trials or experimental stuff. Prices are kind of leveling out the last few weeks, so I'm hoping I can complete some of the shit I'm looking to get. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, another somewhat affordable one is like swiss rifles because those really haven't gone up a whole whole lot recently or m95s like aaron at mill world 
And then, but if you if you hate money, then I've I've seen a lot of people that collect like just German Lugers. Those are you can't even look at one for under a thousand bucks, and they got like forty, fifty of them. Or uh, U.S. collectors, some some people get really into like the Garands and the nineteen oh threes, and those aren't that cheap anymore. And they've got a lot of them, and there's there's some subtle variations out there. So still some still some craziness to be had. Yeah, if I had to make recommendations, it would be. You're thinking of getting U.S. firearms at some point. Get them now. <laughs> Same with the German stuff. Just get it before because while other stuff is leveling off, like Akanos and came back down again. Uh, I don't. The U.S. guns. I, more and more people since the pandemic have learned how to purchase online. I think so. <laughs> they're going. Yeah, online online prices have certainly more exposure too. You know, skyrocketed over the last few years. Luckily, my personality doesn't lend itself to focus on any like. One one thing too much. So, and I'm I'm wise. If it's expensive, I, I I'll rule it out. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, no, I'm not becoming a Luger collector anytime <laughs> soon. So I'll stick to my little my little groups here and there, and whatever floats my boat. And that's it. Yep. All right. Oh yeah, there I mean, there's a couple other I guess categories we forgot to mention. Another one that they get pretty wild is like uh, certain manufacturers. So, like, I, know, I heard there's a lot of big cult collectors out there, so anything with a cult logo stamped on it, they have to have. Anything from, like, special commemorative guns, experimental guns, when I, guns they made, like, five of. Yeah, when I first started getting into collecting, um, I noticed so many cult books, and that was what stood out was, wow, cult must be a, a its own little world. Yeah, it seems to kind of stem from the cowboy days when people liked that old stuff, which, that seems to be dying now. I think that was a couple of generations before us but like colts and winchesters and even smith and wesson guys there's a lot, a lot of smith and wesson collectors out there too all right so what is in the works right now any other anything you're gonna buy now or anything you're gonna any part of your collection you're gonna complete now or that's it whatever you comes up i'm still working on the world war one handguns and rifles and i gotta get italy next i guess you could also collect by country if that's your thing i've seen People out there that are, they just want French stuff, or they just want the uh, former Yugoslavian firearms. Yeah, we need a, a name for those guys. Uh, I don't know, but there's a lot of country guys that uh, they're from there, or their family's from there, and it's it's it's, it's an attainable thing. Like, um, I know a, a Czechoslovakian guy who, he's trying to get all the Czech rifles, and those are fun. He's had 9822 and a VZ-24, and all the little different variants in between. But, you know, if you go to the German ones, good luck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw one guy on Reddit who had, like, Polish grandparents, so he was getting all, like, the Polish rifles. But that was a pretty cool pretty cool thing that you don't see a lot of. Oh, yeah, then you have those, like, real crazy people that collect things like papered ringbacks or even even higher tier than that, like, just sniper rifles or something like that or battle damage guns. Uh, I've also seen, like, people that like unit marks or... Oh, yeah, here's one that you like, and I know... The guys over at Millsurf World like is crests, like Mauser crests. Yeah, again, I just don't have that much. I, my, my ADD, I don't know. I don't have that much focus. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, buy one, research a little bit, and like, ooh, that's cool, and move on to the next one. <laughs> so I, I respect Conrad because I know that just from having my three, how much I've learned about them. Imagine, though, how much he knows. Oh, yeah. He could just rattle facts off left and right. Yeah, it's impressive. I I would ask him pretty much, like I said, every question except I, I'd have to ask other people about shooting it. I don't want his bias to come in, but <laughs> I, I always push 
anyone like that to write a book. So I'm waiting for the Conrad book. I'm waiting for the uh, Aaron M95 book. I like reading books. All right. I think we yapped enough on collecting. We did pattern collecting and get every gun guy collecting. We did get by caliber guy, by country, by designer. Hey, some people want, like you said, browning, uh, mon liquor, um, Mauser. Anything Mauser touched, I like. Yep, you're a Mauser guy. And, you know, we're all crazy in our own way. We all share a passion, whether it's to have 100 of the same gun or 100 different guns. It's still to other people who don't like these Milser firearms. We look nuts. <laughs> yeah, and, and don't let anyone share on your collection. Your collection's whatever you make it. The gatekeeping needs to die. So if you like it, you like it. If you if you bought it because it's cheap, if you you've, if your collection is the cheapest Milser you can possibly buy, so be it. One more thing here. Where are you on feet in the photo when you're posting your gun? Very pro feet. <laughs> oh, sock, shoe, or bear? Got Anything that goes? Gotta be bear. Or sock and sandal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I thought I liked that until one of the photos was so high def, and it was hairy hobbit feet. <laughs> and I, and the, na- the nails were bare. I didn't like it at all. You can count the hairs on there. I'm a sock guy or a shoe guy. That's it. I'm a I'm a leaning against the fence guy for the most part. True. I've seen that. But then you gotta make a lot of trips outside when you take a big picture. Oh, and I recommend everyone post their collections. I I still like when people post their collections. Oh yeah. I never get tired of seeing it. I've seen some people complaining, like, oh, another collection. Oh, another Hey, shut up. Post yours in. It's not Luger, not a Luger. It's a, it's posting a collection. Yep. All right. We'll probably be back soon with another podcast on a specific firearm and probably something else. We'll got a few things in the works and some guests. Yep. Got uh, something coming up on gun shows, if that's something that interests you. Yep. And some special quote unquote experts, our pals, maybe even one of them pattern collectors. All right. So catch you next time. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.